The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball NBA DFS Today podcast. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined tonight with the Shark himself, Mr. Mike Apatria. How are you, Michael? I'm doing well. Uh, you know, I finally got my my computer running. We had a little bit of delay. We were sitting there talking to each other, wanting to watch some of this uh, late game action. Uh, hoping to get the pod done nice and soon so we can watch our sweats. But, you know, of course, when, when you want to move quick, everything moves slow. So here we are. Um, but I'm looking forward to it, man. we got a fat sleigh ahead of us. We do. And it's funny. We, we can – our listeners are like family now that we've done so many shows. So I can I can apologize to you on the air. I was, like, snipping at you to, let's go, let's go, because I'm dying here. I'm, I got such a monster sweat going in this Lakers game. We, you know, we always recorded, as everybody knows, the night before for the next game's uh, slate. And uh, this Lakers game is just I'm, – I'm so pumped because I could have a really, really good fantasy day. So I was barking at Mike to get it going as we – uh, rolled into halftime on the Lakers game. And for the record, LeBron has one real point at halftime. So I hope when we wrap up this show and I check the scoreboard, uh, he goes uh, ape shit in the second half. That's what I'm rooting for because I do have LeBron. Yeah, you're going to need it. I mean, there was a lot of a lot of high-priced guys you could have paid up for, and uh, you know, a good amount of them did pretty well. Uh, I know you mentioned you said you had Doncic, so that's definitely going to help you out a little bit, but... Uh, a lot of that ownership is going to be in that final game on those two stars being uh, Davis and LeBron, and you want to be on the better half of that. Yeah, I, I mean, I was surprised. LeBron was only 42% owned, which is, you know, anytime you get LeBron at less than half owned, you got to feel good. But obviously, somebody, you know, everybody knew something, I guess, that I didn't. But uh, it is what it is. You know, the cool thing is this DFS world we live in, you know, we, you go day by day. It doesn't matter what you did yesterday or what you'll do the following day. It's what we do today in DFS for this slate. So we are doing the 11-game slate on Monday, October 28th. Um, there is the Fantasy Drafts slate starts at 7.30 Eastern. Uh, the rest of the, the uh, sites start at 7. So we're going to include the two seven o'clock games. So we're going to touch on all 11 games because we never want to miss a game all year for our listeners. We love our listeners and you never know what you're going to hit. We had uh, an early three thirty game today that, uh, you know, I threw a few lineups out there and did real well in it. in that city uh, golden state game, but wanted to just run one thing off and then we'll dive into the games. Can you believe how bad Golden State has looked the first two games? Yeah, their their offense looks in shambles. Their second unit is, is just filled with guys that uh, most casual NBA fans never even heard of. Uh, they're going to have to figure something out and figure something out, you know, very quickly. And they're going to be taking some bumps and bruises, like we just saw today against uh, against you know a Thunder team uh, that just mopped the floor with them. It was embarrassing. Uh, Curry was laughing. I mean, they are they are on a, a you know back to back, so maybe they you know, just were saying you know throw this one in, throw the towel in, get ready for the next day kind of thing. Uh, but it, that was abysmal. That was an abysmal performance. Uh, one of the worst ones I can remember in this this Golden State you know dynasty era. 
I know. And, and that's why I brought it up because it's like, you know, it's funny because I talk, I talk to my son. He's, he's 18 and, you know, his core of basketball has been in the last like six years and Golden State's been like the champs or in the finals every year. So he doesn't, he can't fathom the fact that Golden State is so bad. And I, and, you know, I know it sounds like I'm overreacting, but I'm telling you, you read the body language, you see the, the unit, the type of defense they play. D'Angelo doesn't fit in. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, brother. I really don't. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm counting them out. I, it's it's a little too early to tell. I'm trying not to overreact to it, um, just because you know we've seen we've seen this Golden State team just kind of really put things together and click. Uh, it is not the same team, but they still have a lot of that same nucleus with Curry and Draymond leading the locker room. Uh, if Russell can kind of just find his gear and get used to this mesh, uh, and they start to get you know some of their bigs back once like Looney's healthy, Willie Cauley Stein's healthy. Uh, we'll probably be able to see a little bit of a different team. I, I still have them making playoffs, but not if they're playing like this. They they obviously have to improve. It seems like when they announced that Clay was going to be out for the whole year and not come back at all, it was almost like they were waving the flag right away before it even started. But anyway, we've got a monster 11-game slate. We don't want to run super-duper long. Um, uh, we do have one announcement today that's exciting. I know that uh, you were so excited. Uh, you were ringing my phone off the hook. I was receiving emails and texts from you. Uh, your personal favorite has now come aboard as one of our sponsors at Hoopball, and it's Manscaped.com. How about that? Can you believe it? Listen, I am a massive fan of Manscaped. I remember these guys uh, when they started. I think it was on Shark Tank when I first started, uh, you know, watching them with all their, you know, their grooming kits, their 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 buzzers, their shavers. Uh, the whole line's pretty incredible. Uh, and, you know, now we get to call them one of our sponsors, Coach, and we get to give out wonderful promo codes and, uh, you know, try to try to share our knowledge of some of these good products. So, you know, jump on it. We never steer you guys wrong. And here's another one for you. It is, man. And I, I, I'm doing it with a straight face. I had all kinds of good jokes set up and I'm not going to I'm not going to throw any of my my dad jokes out there on the beans and franks and all the other stuff I had ready to go. But anyway, uh, if you do go to manscaped.com and put in the promo code hoopball, you get free delivery. So there you go. Buzz, buzz, clip, clip. Uh, also, our presenting sponsor always, as always, is Fantasy Draft. They are the reason our partnership, Hoopball and Fantasy Draft, is the reason that we bring a seven-day content free to our listeners. So we want to thank them. Definitely get to fantasydraft.com, put in the promo code hoopball, get seven free days of up to $1,000 in contests. Jump in their, their terrific daily NBA contest, $30,000 pick and roll that's 25 bucks to get in, and a $7,500 layup that's $5. So, all right, let's jump into these games with no further ado. We want to keep everything rocking and rolling. You've got the first game. Uh, that's the Indiana Pacers at the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, so, I mean, this is another game that we, we kind of just saw this game, actually. Uh, first game opening night. Uh, it was actually one of Andre Drummond's big blow-up night where he had that 30-20 game, uh, put up like 78 uh, fantasy points across the industry. So I, I do think Drummond is probably going to be everyone's first play, first option that's going to be in there. He did see a price bump across the industry, so he is priced accordingly now. Um, I wouldn't expect that same game, but he's he's always going to be at the top center available. So 
I have him on my board. Um, Reggie Jackson is being considered doubtful, so Tim Frazier is most likely to going to draw that start again. Uh, only played 21 minutes in the last one, but you know he's always good for about you know six to seven assists when he is starting. He can always kind of grab a couple rebounds and get a couple steals, and you know with with uh, you know the little bit of. I guess you could say value that we have because a lot of this value that we've been using is starting to get priced up a little bit. I think he's an option. Um, that's kind of where I'm holding off right now when it when it comes to the Pistons. Again, Derrick Rose has been balling, and I I know it seems like one of those things. Right when I jump on, it's going to be the wrong time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of still avoid that. And as far as the Pacers, I'm really just looking at the main names, uh, which is Brogdon and Sabonis. Um, you know, Turner now when he has to share the front court with. Um, I'm sorry, with Brogdon with Sabonis, it's really kind of cutting into his upside. And then just looking at guys like TJ Warren, uh, really trying to find his fit. He's been struggling in the first couple games, kind of fell down on his hip really hard in the first game. So I, I think he's kind of playing through something. And we have Jeremy Lamb's questionable, and um, you know I'm not really looking at Edwin Sumner. So that's that's kind of where I'm at with this game, Coach. I don't know how you're feeling about it. I think Edwin Sumner is my CPA's name, by the way. Just uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. not sure. But uh, anyway, I'm with you on Drummond. I mean, how can you not be? I was on on him that day that he smashed against the Pacers, 80.25 fantasy points. I mean, how can you drift from that? Uh, it was painful in the last Drummond game because of the massive foul trouble. He still put up good good enough numbers, but uh, you know, without the foul trouble, dude, he's. I told you, if if Blake Griffin doesn't play, which he's not going to play tomorrow. I just plug in Andre Drummond and move on to the next position. I just don't see any reason to drift from that, and I'm not going to tomorrow. So he will be the first guy in my lineup. Uh, on the Indiana side of the ball, I'm going to go to uh, for the first time to DeMontis Sabonis. I think that uh, this matchup is is a good one for him. Uh, you know, he did well the first go around against him with you know with Blake out and. You know, he'll draw probably Markeith Morris, but, uh, you know, he, he played very well against him last time. His price is reasonable enough that uh, I can work him in my lineup. And, uh, you know, the other guy that I'm going to consider and I haven't made the final decision on is Derek Rose. You mentioned him, and he just looks so damn good the last game. Um, you know, and I know Frazier will draw the start, and like you said, he – he gets some decent run in there, but Rose is going to get all the, the crunch time minutes. I think this game can stay somewhat close, and uh, he's going to get all the minutes down the stretch too. So I know it's only the first game, and we got 11 big games on the slate, but I'm starting out with Drummond, Sabonis, and probably some Derrick Rose in there as well. Yeah, and again, he he probably will go buck wild. It's like for him, it's like one of those Brandon Ingram things. I you know I talked about this the other day when I was on with Andrew. Um, and if I say you know don't play Brandon Ingram or I'm not playing him, it's probably a good chance that you should be playing him. He went off for thirty. What was it like a thirty and fifteen that night, something yeah. like that. So uh, it, this could be another one of those scenarios. So I'm not gonna knock you for it. I just uh, I just can't stomach jumping on the train at the wrong time. So I'm gonna pass. It's the money train, baby. You gotta get on it. <laughs> choo choo. And, and uh, shout out to our man, Andrew Hansen Lang at Language Olympic. I know he's probably sick to his stomach today because he's been preaching the Ja Morant world from preseason to now. And I think I actually talked him off Ja Morant because Tyus Jones has been cutting into his minutes. 
but jaw went off today, man. Did you he did you see some of that game? Yeah, he looked incredible, and uh, you know I got a little scared when he hurt his hand halfway through because I he was my favorite to win Rookie of the Year this year. I just I just think that he has that team. Uh, he's going to be basically just completely going for it at this point. You know, Zion obviously before the injury was most likely the favorite. Uh, but he also was kind of integrating himself to a, uh, not an established team, but a team with other key role players that will have to get their usage, will have to get their shot attempts, and a lot of other things. Morant is just Morant on this team. He's going to, you know, he's doing his best Trey Young from last season. Um, you know, he's getting off a little little off to a quicker start than Trey probably did, but uh, I think the sky's the limit for this kid. He's a scorer, he's got great vision, um, and he's even kind of tangling up there a little bit on defense event. Yeah, he was. he's fun to watch, but. You know, my apologies, Andrew, if I I know I talked you off old jaw today, so I'm sure he's he was uh, cussing under his breath <laughs> at the old coach for sure. All right, dude, uh, game two on the early starts, uh, 7 Eastern, Bulls, Knicks. Awesome. So we'll, uh, I'll just start with the Knicks. And, you know, one thing that we have to keep an eye on is, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. has already been ruled out. Uh, looks like there was a death in his family, so he's not going to be attending the game. And to me, that's kind of where I'm going to take the most value from this game. And I'm going to go to Alfred Payton, um, you know, 5,100 on DraftKings. And again, I'm saying on DraftKings because uh, this slate is not, or these two first games are not on the fancy draft slate. Uh, they have a nine-game slate, while DraftKings' main slate is 11. So I think Peyton's going to be looking at some extended run here. Probably could see upwards to 28 to 30 minutes against the Chicago Bulls team that has uh, statistically been pretty poor against opposing point guards in the past. So I, I think we could go to the well with this one. I, I mean, Brandle's kind of getting up there a little bit in price for me. I think Barrett is always going to be in play. He's kind of been blowing the roof off the doors in the beginning of the season. Uh, 6,100 seems just about fair for me. And uh, that's kind of where I'm, you know, I'm drawing the line in the sand is really with those two guys. Uh, you know, it is an 11-game slate, so I don't want to get ahead of myself and fall in love with a bunch of guys on the Knicks because that will always end well, especially with Fizdale over there. So I think that's just the two I'm looking at. And, uh, you know, jumping over to the Bulls side, uh, just quick, I think it's pretty simple. It's, you know, you're going with your main guys here. You're going to be looking at, you know, Lamarkinen and Levine. I think they're both priced pretty fairly at 7700 apiece. Um, and that's kind of where I'm just sticking. I don't really want to touch the whole Otto Porter thing. Uh, seems like he's going to be limited for quite some time. And now, he, you know, he's coming back from a game where he got popped in the mouth and needed a couple stitches on top of it. Uh, and then the whole guard situation, as far as the point guard rotation, they're just jumbling it up where it's not leaving enough meat on the bone to really entice me with anybody. I'm with you, man. As on the bull side, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, yeah, I love Kobe White, but, you know, he, Dunn, and Sadoransky are just all – meshing those minutes into submission you, it's hard to get uh you know somebody to be three or four x when they're only playing 22 or 24 uh, minutes max so i'm staying away from all of that uh i don't like the the bigs for chicago in this game at all either um and i'm i'm also going to steer from zach levine in this one uh, i just don't like the the matchup as much i think that uh you know he is somewhat points dependent. I like taking Zach when I feel he's going to go for 35 points or, or more real points. So, uh, you know, I'm off the bulls tomorrow on the Knicks side. My, I have a little bit different take, I think than you do Mike, and I'm not sure, but I've, I, it seemed like RJ Barrett was getting a decent chunk of run at the point, even with elf being available it, it just seemed like down the stretch and in the crunch, 
you know, for whatever reason, Fisdale's decided, I think, that he wants Barrett to lead the league in minutes. We already talked about the fact that he broke the record for most uh, minutes played in a five-game preseason in the history of preseason. So it's it's carrying over into the regular season. So that minutes equals money scenario that I always talk about definitely comes into play with R.J. Barrett. I think that he'll play a lot of two, and then I think he bumps over to play the one, you know, when else out for sure. And just that those minutes alone uh, with the constant rotation of Chicago guards, uh, you know, I, I'd like to use a little R.J. Barrett. Yeah, definitely. He's he's 100% going to play some point guard. I, I think they both have some room for, um, you know, some upside, and I can see them both hitting value in this kind of game. I don't know necessarily if I would play both of them in the same lineup, but um, I would definitely expect uh, both of them to be two guards that I almost, you know, look to get at least one of them in every lineup, especially in this matchup against Chicago. It's a pretty good one. All right, man. We we go to game three, the seven thirty slate. This puts uh, all sites in play, including uh, fantasy draft. It's the Philadelphia seventy sixers, Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, so this is a game that we're going to kind of have to monitor the news on. Joel Embiid's currently listed as questionable. Um, as we saw last game, when he does sit, it opens up a ton of value for. Just about everybody left in that starting lineup. So I'm going to do the same thing I did last time, and I'm going to kind of just base this off of Embiid not playing. Um, and I think that opens up some good value for Horford and Tobias Harris again. I think both those guys are severely underpriced if he does sit. And I think there's room for both of them to hit value. I think Ben Simmons becomes an excellent play. Um, he is priced like one. I mean, he is one of the top options on the slate. I believe he's the uh, fifth most expensive guard, only behind Trey Young, Westbrook, Curry, and Harden. Uh, but this matchup is going to be extremely good for the, the you know, the Sixers. It's going to be extremely high tempo. Uh, should be plenty of turnovers for Ben Simmons to take advantage of. So those are the three spots I'm really looking. I'm not trying to get too cute with it. And I'm definitely going to have at least one of those guys in every lineup. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, you know, Atlanta, the pace they play at certainly uh, makes makes any game they're in enticing. And I agree with you. I'm going to I'm going to forecast this as Embiid not playing. And to me, that brings Tobias Harris into play. He stepped up in the last game. He looks like he's in rhythm. I think he's the number one option. I don't particularly want to pay that far up for Ben Simmons. So Harris is my Philadelphia option in this game. On the other side of the ball, you know, I've been on the Trey Young uh, money train so far this season, but his price has gone bonkers. I mean, good Lord. Um, I just I can't see spending all my cash on on Mr. Young as awesome as he is and as well as he's playing. So, you know, that takes him off the board for me. Um, and, you know, as far as the, the John Collins goes, he's tempting. But again, I think he's overpriced. So uh, it seems odd because this game you would think, you know, I get it. It's it's a very uh, good game to target, and I'm sure the over-under is going to be high in this game, but I think it's Tobias Harris is, is the only guy left standing for me in this matchup. Yeah, I can't I can't really uh, you know stomach pain for John Collins when you can get guys like you said Harris and Horford are both uh, severely cheaper and I, yeah I think Young can absolutely go buck wild in this game but 
you're you're paying for him to go buck wild now. So he's not going to do what he's been doing the past two games every single night. And if you're you're kind of anticipating that, you know, when you pay that price tag that he is. So I, I'm going to jump off of him on this one. Um, like you said, I'm, I'm probably not going to have too much shares in any of the Hawks. So I'm really looking on the Sixers side in this kind of game. Excellent. And this next game is a game that I almost don't even want to talk about. It really sucks for DFS, in my opinion. Uh, it's the other 7.30 Eastern game, the stellar matchup of the Orlando Magic and the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, this is going to be like a, a like a good real-life game. And, I, you know, I think this, this game will actually stay pretty close. Um, as far as you said, like for fantasy purposes and for DFS purposes, I'm not really too too in love with anything. Both teams have pretty good defenses, and that's going to kind of hurt each other. Uh, and then we're also seeing a couple of these guys finally get a price bump, like Fred Van Fleet's finally getting up there. Siakam's uh, now at 16k on fantasy draft. So I don't, you know, I do think there's probably a little a little left uh, juice in the orange for Siakam. I just don't want to pay that price tag on a slate where I have plenty of other options uh, to gravitate towards. And on the Magic side, it's it's a very similar situation. I just I'm not going to really play Vucevic when there's several other centers I'm more interested in. Um, and then I don't really want to touch the guard situation right now. Just again, I think they're a little bit too expensive. I've I've got one guy in this game, Mike, and I want I want you to talk me out of it because you know I feel like uh, the Roadrunner and the Coyote when the Coyote's looking at the giant sucker in the middle of the road and he stops and then the the big rock falls on his head. <laughs> I used the analogy with with Andrew the other day, but I feel like it's this one again. Markel Fultz, am, am I losing my mind thinking that he's all of a sudden becoming a player? I think he's he's oh, he's very good. I mean, he can get to where he, where he wants on the court. He can get to the spots in the lane. Obviously, the jump shot still needs work. But, you know, the passing, the vision, a lot of the things, the defense, the length, uh, and athleticism are all there. Um, the one thing that he is missing is the minutes to kind of put it all together so we could actually see a really good fancy line. So, I, I mean, I don't really – I'm not going to go there just because I'm not expecting – you know, a massive performance where he's going to be winning me a GPP. And I still, I do think that he has a low enough floor uh, where he can bust some of your cash game lineup. So if, if that's what you needed to hear, um, I'm by more than happy to tell you not to play Fultz. All right, man. I appreciate <laughs> it. I'm off Fultz. He is on my radar, though. I'm starting to take notice. I do respect Toronto's team defense, and Lowry's defense has gotten so much better. Uh, so I will pass on Fultz. I – I'm not going to play Vuk against uh, the Toronto Athletic bigs that can defend and Gasol. Gasol was a defensive player of the year, so even though he's not under the athletic group of, of Ibaka and those guys, he's still a solid defender. Um, I just, you know, I've totally lost confidence in Isaac ever since that game where he played 32 minutes and took three, 0 for 3 from the field. I'm He's dead to me. And... Uh, you know, so I, I just this game just seem just reeks of pass. I, I agree with you. I think it'll be a decent game as far as competitive, but you know, it just it smells like one of those ninety six, ninety four, you know, games that you just don't want anything to do with DFS. So I am happy to move on, sir. If you, if you are, let's do it. Get off this game. All right, the halfway point, the fifth game. Or no, not even the halfway point. I guess five and a half games would be the halfway point. But Oklahoma City Thunder and Houston Rockets, how much fun is it going to be to see the whole dynamic of Chris Paul and Harden? They hate each other. And you got the Westbrook thing and 
it's like, what the heck? This is going to be a blast, man. Yeah, this is going to be one of my favorite games to target. And it's going to be one just like I was talking about the other night with Andrew uh, when it was the Rockets versus the Pelicans that I wanted to get a lot of pieces in this game. So, um, you know, obviously I'll start with the Rockets side of the ball. And you have to look at just either, you know, Westbrook or Harden. I think you need to have one of those guys in your lineup. Um, I'm I'm gonna keep kind of siding with Harden right now. I just I just love that he's still getting a you know a fat usage. He's still putting together the triple doubles. Um, he looks good. It doesn't look like the fingers are really bothering him. And it's playing against OKC, his former team. So there's got to be a little bit of a revenge narrative in there somewhere. I know that he kind of left the team on good terms when they were kind of tearing it apart. Uh, but you know what? It's his first it's his first chance facing his old team in his new home stadium. So I would expect a little fire and passion and maybe James Harden saying you know go get him. Uh, taking his foot off the gas and kind of letting Westbrook do his thing. But again, it is also James Harden, and it's James Harden's former team, even though it was much longer ago. Um, I think both those guys are basically, I'm starting my lineups with one of those two, and I can even see a few scenarios where I want to play both. Um, and then uh, I think Capella and P.J. Tucker, I, I think we're going to have some other value where I don't really need to necessarily go to like your Daniel House uh, in this kind of matchup, but he's always in play just if you need the price. I'm with you, man. I, I'll tell you what. This is where I'm going narrative street. I'm I'm going Russell all the way. I mean, he's such a motor guy and such a, you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve. He plays with so much emotion. The fact that he gets to go against his Thunder teammates, old Thunder teammates, uh, I just think he lets it all hang out. And I agree with you. I think Harden will defer to him just enough to flip that switch and Westbrook's still a little cheaper than Harden. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to ride down narrative street and take Westbrook, uh, in this matchup for sure. I feel good about that. Um, on the other side of the ball though, I like Shea in this matchup too. He is, you know, he's been one of my favorite targets so far this year. And I think he has something to prove in this game a little bit. He sort of took the, Mantle as the best player on the team from uh, Westbrook when he left because everybody knows Paul's just there for a short time and then he's going to be traded on. But I think uh, Shea's going to be the face of the Thunder moving forward. And I think this is somewhat of a statement game for him. And, uh, you know, for that reason, I, I'm going to have him in some lineups along with uh, Westy. Yeah, no, I mean, Shea's been absolutely balling out. There's no doubt about it. I mean, if you drafted him in, like, your year-long uh, your year league, you, you're reaping the benefits right now. Um, I, I, the price tag is getting up there a little bit. He's 13-1 now, so we're, we're talking about a few other guys on this slate that um, I think, you know, have similar upside and maybe will be far less owned. You know, your, your Mike Conley, Alonzo Balls, a couple other guys that we'll get to. Um, but he's definitely in play just because, again, I, I love this game. I'm going to love this matchup. I'm going to be stacking it a few different ways. And I think he'd probably be uh, one of my first pieces on the Thunder side. And then I'd also probably look at a little bit of Danilo Gallinari. Um, you know, you could play Chris Paul with the revenge narrative as well. And, you know, maybe he gets all fired up. But he's yeah. kind of been, like you said, he's been very passive um, as you know so far. I was actually expecting him to high, have a little bit of a higher usage rate, uh, get a few more shot attempts. But... Um, a lot of the offense is actually running through uh, Shea, too. So I, I think I'm mostly looking at him and Gallinari. Um, I don't know if this is the matchup where I want to target Steven Adams, but the rebounding upside is always there with him. And he's a cheap enough price tag where I think it's okay. All right, man. Let's move on to game six. We've got uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time start. Cleveland Cavaliers at the Milwaukee Bucks. And uh, 
this should be an interesting game. The Bucks have not really been playing uh, to the level that everybody thought. They're one, only one and one, but it's just they haven't looked as crisp as I thought. And, uh, you know, this game certainly could be a blowout, uh, Cavs at Bucks, but uh, maybe not. You know, it's you never know what's going to happen in the crazy NBA. But uh, what do you think about this game, Mike? I think it's a major stay away for me. I, I don't care how, how, you know, I know you said they haven't looked crisp, but uh, there's still this Bucks team and it's still the Cavs team. Uh, they just don't have the personnel to keep up or the depth to keep up with the Bucks. I think Giannis will absolutely have his way on the interior. Um, you know, there's no way that, you know, Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love can even remotely stay with him. So I just think it's it, it should probably get out of hand pretty quickly. And even if it comes into like, you know, a stacking situation where this game does stay close, there's not a lot of players on the other side of the ball on the Cavs where I'm, I have too much interest in as far as, uh, you know, price per dollar and their upside and what they could possibly do in a GPP for me. So, I mean, even Giannis kind of scares me a little bit. Like I said, we have some other studs. We have our, you know, when you're talking about a game where we have Harden and, you know, Russell Westbrook and what should be a more competitive matchup, it's kind of, you know, tough for me to get up to that Giannis price tag of 18-8. But it's the Greek freak. He he could easily break a slate. He's put up 69 and 70-something, uh, you know, fancy points in back-to-back games. Um, and if this game, if he were to play at least 32 minutes, I don't see why he wouldn't do it in this one either. I'm with you, man. I This is my favorite play of the night, Mr. Michael Apatria. And I, you know, not like I'm, you know, uh, this is like the hottest take since uh, any takes. But I'm going with Giannis tonight as, or, you know, tomorrow night as my number one play on the entire slate. I think that the matchup just reeks of just him pounding them. There's no way Love or Nance or Thompson or any of these guys stick with him at all. Uh, I, I think he's been a little frustrated in these first couple of games. He, he was even chirping his, at his teammates a little bit. And I just see this as Cleveland will keep it just close enough that Giannis just has one of his burst out games. I mean, I'm looking at 75 plus fantasy points for Giannis tomorrow night, which is a bold ass call. But he's the only guy I'm touching in this game. I want no from Cleveland. And uh, I'm not comfortable taking any of the other Milwaukee guys ever. I think they just, there's so much Giannis and then just a complimentary of everybody else. I don't even consider uh, close tier with Middleton or Bledsoe or any of those guys like I used to. So to me, this is Giannis crunch time, figure out how to make my salary, find some value guys across the board and uh, pass with everybody else in this one. Am I crazy for spending up that much? No, and it's like I said, I don't I don't mind it whatsoever. I'm not going to completely fade Giannis uh, by any means. I'm just not going to get overexposure to him because if this game gets out of hand and he has like a 60-point night, which is still, you know, 60 fancy points on, on fancy, you'll take that, you'll, you know, on any right. given night. But I just don't think that, that kind of night is going to get it done with some of these other stars that we have to choose from and their kind of matchups. Um, that are in play. So, I, again, I'm I'm also you know once I started doing a couple of shell lineups and I'm constructing, uh, you know that difference from you know going from the 18-8 that you'd be spending on Giannis to let's say you know going with one of the guards over there in Houston, um, there's a the savings actually does matter a little bit. You know the thousand dollars or the fifteen hundred dollars dropping down to Harden or Westbrook from Giannis um, may come in handy at the end. So it's really going to be, uh, depend on your construction. Um, and how much exposure. If you're getting your exposure some other way to that game, 
um, I don't know how you're going to be successful if you're fading both those guards necessarily, um, then that's kind of the, the situation where I'd probably gravitate to them a little bit more. All right, man. And I, I can tell you, you know, if, if, if the listeners can't figure it out by now, I think it's pretty obvious I'm going stars and scrubs all the way tomorrow night. You know, the Monday night slate for me, you know, it'll probably be Westbrook and Giannis and uh, hopefully Shea and then value, 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 min price. <laughs> so it's, it's going to be interesting. But, you know, I was so proud of my Duncan Robinson today. He was 0.6% owned at bare ass minimum. I had him in, locked in in 100% of my lineups, and in 26 minutes, uh, he poured in 21 points and, and real points, finished with 30.3 fantasy. And that's the kind of, you know, when that happens, you feel so good because then you can sit on, uh, you know, LeBron's and stuff in the late games. And I haven't taken a peek at that game, by the way, since LeBron had won at halftime. I'm too nervous to take a look, but uh, – yeah, so that's probably going to be my build for tomorrow for Monday for sure. Um, quick, quickly, as we we have five games left on this slate, isn't this just fucking great? I hate to swear with the big f bomb, but eleven NBA games. How awesome is this, man? It's the nights now can't get boring. I mean, no matter what, from I, when I walk in my door, I immediately start kind of breaking down my research. I I'm not gonna lie. If my boss is listening to this at my uh, at my day job, he would probably be pretty <laughs> upset to know that in between my meetings and appointments and everything else, uh, I try to take a glimpse at you know NBA Twitter to see who's in, who's out. I might start building a few little shell lineups on my phone when messing around with them. So I try to I try to get my knowledge in throughout the day. But it's just wonderful when you have an eleven game. I could just flash from game to game to game up until the point where I'm closing my eyes, waking up the next day, and drinking my nice warm uh, Hawaiian Island Kona coffee. It's beautiful, man. And I, I'm on the pod tomorrow uh, by myself, so I, I guarantee you that I'm I'm going to be taking in all these games and doing a real late-night uh, pod by myself uh, to send over to our man, Bespris, because he's on the West Coast. So, you know, it's, ne- it's never late com- here, you know, compared to over there because it's th- those guys are so, you know, so far off time-wise from us. So, I can see that happening tomorrow, but I just had to mention it because, you know, we we went through that six weeks of preseason and then all the summer stuff before that, all the shows waiting to get to this. And now this is just big, fat, juicy DFS NBA time. It's awesome, man. All right. I want to thank, again, Fantasy Draft, our, our presenting sponsor. We mentioned earlier, uh, Manscaped.com. Go to – they're our new sponsor. Go to their website. Put in the – Promo code HOOPBALL for free delivery of all merchandise that you purchase. MyBookie.ag, if you have, if you play uh, other than DFS and you're looking to bet on games and do all of that stuff, MyBookie.ag is fantastic. They're one of the best, if not the best, in the industry. And our and we got to mention our, our old buddy, day one. We probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them starting off. Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Get on Amazon, order your Hawaiian Isles Kona coffee. They are awesome, man. Yeah, listen, it's in my cup every morning for a reason. Uh, I like to give them the success when I do uh, win a big, you know, have a big lineup night. 
uh, you know, it starts it starts with what's in your what's in your cup in the morning, man. It, it, it's what gets me going in the morning. I'm a I'm a bright and early guy, coach. A lot of people probably already know that. Uh, I'm usually up at you know 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Uh, wow. and, and it's I, me and my girlfriend were talking about it. They they're saying there's a new sleep gene where some people are born with it, and it's like you can get you know two, three hours, four hours of rest, but you feel like you've had a full nights. So I, I think it's some of that's in me because some days I don't feel like I get the full night's rest. It catches up to me and I crash. Uh, but right now I'm going. I'm on this NBA high, and I can pretty much sleep three, four hours a night. And just as long as I'm building lineups and watching games, I'm fueled to go. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. Uh, remember, too, you can find us wherever podcasts are found, whether you're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere. Just put in hoopball dfs today you don't even have to put the nba in there hoopball dfs today we're going to come up uh we're just blowing up man our, our people are listening left right and center with with our podcast do take a second though it really really helps us when we get the five stars the likes the thumbs up you know give a quick review that really keeps our sponsors happy so we really really appreciate that all right, man, we've got five games left on this awesome Monday night 11-game slate, and we were talking a little bit prior to the show about the complete dismantling of a champion of this nightmarish start for the Golden State Warriors. It's really sad to see, and they're going against a team at New Orleans Pelicans who are like the up-and-coming, everybody-wants-to-be-them uh, team. So this this is going to be, if this doesn't spell out like the Warriors are going to win this game, I mean, the NBA gods always do this to us. We got one team that looks like death, another team that's coming up out of nowhere, and boom, Golden State wins this game, don't they? Uh, yeah, I, I would imagine that's just kind of the mentality I'm taking. Um, but <laughs> I'm, I'm also going to limit my exposure a little bit. Um, on, on Golden State side of the ball, I definitely have interest in Curry. Uh, you know, I do prefer, you know, your Hardens and, you know, Giannis and Westbrook probably a little bit more than him. Um, but it's all about dilly, uh, dibbling and dabbling kind of when you're constructing these lineups. And if, sometimes I think spending up at guard um, is a little bit easier to do, you know, now that if you're playing on a, a site like Fantasy Draft where you're allowed to play so many centers now. Um, that's kind of generally where I like to try to get some of my value because, you know, getting a guy that's even playing 23 minutes off the bench uh, with the right usage at the right position, like if it's in the front court, you can easily get a double-double and hit your value. It's a lot harder for a guard to kind of get one of those double-doubles, um, you know, if it's a point guard, if he's playing 22 minutes. So that's always kind of my approach when I'm looking for my value. And I think Curry kind of would fit that build of saving down at the forward spot. And I'm looking at Draymond. Um, you know, they're going to they're gonna be without Looney again, so they're going to have to use Draymond for some heavy minutes. This is kind of a good matchup that would fit his suit. It's going to be a high-tempo game uh, where we're going to see the push paced. We're going to see a lot of transition points, I think, in this game. And those are the two uh, the two guys on that team that would most likely thrive in that kind of situation. I think D'Angelo Russell is just a straight fade for me until I can see he figures it out in this, uh, in this scenario, in the situation that he's in now. Um, and I'm not really going to be dumpster diving with, you know, Marquise Chris or uh, Omri Spellman. Um, you know, Chris might be a popular tournament play for other people, but I just seen this, the foul trouble and just the, the boneheaded mistakes that he can make and how that can just be so painful to watch when the rest of your lineup's on fire. Well, that, that's a perfect lead in for me because I am a bonehead and, uh, that's a perfect mix. Me and Marquise, Chris, <laughs> I'll take them. I'm going to take them because I am dumpster diving at this point. I need some value and Marquise, Chris is their starting center. 
you know, he's played really well, and he seems to be fit, fitting in there well. That last game, he still did okay, and he did have foul trouble. I think he gets more minutes than Spellman uh, without that foul trouble for sure. So he's, you know, he's going to make some of my lineups, no doubt about it. And, you know, on that whole vein of being, uh, you know, looking for value, the guy that I think has been terrific has been Josh Hart. He's getting a ton of minutes. He's going to be called upon to guard Curry a lot in this game. I think that, uh, you know, he just, he brings a lot of value to the table. He gets some steals. He definitely gets some rebounds for a small guy. Uh, so I love his value. So really, those are the two guys, you know, I'd love to be able to sit here and say, yeah, take Curry, take, you know, Ingram, take all that. But, you know, we live in a salary-based uh, world here where we can't just take the top guys of, of every team. So uh, my, my two value plays are going to come out of this game are, are Hart and, and Chris. And I, I want to give – I'm pumped for Brandon Ingram, by the way. I, I wish I had the, the, the money to take and the salary because – I just love the way he stepped up. I've been tooting his horn since the beginning of preseason. I'm in five year-long leagues, and I have him in all five. Uh, he and Porzingis are the only two guys I have in all five leagues. And I just I love the way he's playing, and I think he's going to continue to do that until Lonzo's or not Lonzo uh, Zion gets back. Uh, I think he, you know, once Zion gets back, he'll st- steal some of that thunder. But until then, if you can jam, until then, if you could jam him in wherever you can, man, jam him in. Yeah, that, I like the Josh Hart call. He's, I'm going to be on him again as well, especially if we hear Drew Holiday um, decides he needs to take another game to kind of rest that sore knee that he's been dealing with. Um, so yeah, I think he's definitely 100% going to be in play for me. He was probably one of my you know favorite mid-tier price tag kind of guys. He's not really a dumpster dive, but he's not really too expensive. Uh, I'll go back to Lonzo a little bit. I think just without Drew Holiday, he's going to have the ball in his hands for a lot of this game. And I think that's kind of been also what's been helping Ingram a little bit. Like last game, uh, we got to see Ingram bring the ball up a lot too. So between those two guys, having the ball in their hands is when they're the most successful. So I think you know those three plus Hart or those two plus Hart are going to be my primary focus while I take a backseat on you know the front court guys. I'm okay with those. I don't, I don't want to play your Mellies or your Jalil Okafors or Derek Favors. Um, just not enough upside for me in this kind of matchup. I'm right with you, man. All right, we go to uh, the 8.30 Eastern start, which is that the only game that starts at that time. Then the last three are all late games. Um, and this one should be a, a, a snoozer as far as, to me at least, as far as DFS is concerned. You have Portland versus the Spurs. Portland's coming off, you know, they'll be playing a back-to-back where they uh, played the Mavs right down to the buzzer. Uh, really tough loss for the Mavs by one. They had the coach's challenge overturned with eight seconds left. Uh, really sucked. I was not happy about it. But they, uh, the Trailblazers guys played big minutes. CJ was awesome. Some of the other guys were awesome. They're going to be shorthanded, though. Uh, Zach Collins dislocated his shoulder, so he's going to be out for quite some time. And they're going to be a little thin on a back-to-back, you know, going into San Antonio, San Antonio, where they'll, they'll put the clamps on them, just makes me not want to take any trailblazers. And then as far as the, the Spurs go, man, I, I, you know, they're, they're a decent team. They really are. Pop's amazing. They're 2-0. and But I just never feel comfortable taking any of the guys. 
They all share the ball. They rotate a lot of guys. Murray looks terrific, but they're still giving Forbes and White enough time. Aldridge and DeRozan are still priced a little too high for really the usage that they're getting. So this is a passola game all the way around for me, Mike. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of with you as far as like not getting a lot of interest. As far as the stars on the Trailblazers, I really don't want to play too much Dame or CJ. Just at back to back, like you said, um, the Spurs guards are very good defensively. Dejounte Murray is a lockdown defender. Um, his minutes are still going to be limited, so that's kind of going to scare me off. I was on him last game. Uh, but it's not just going to be. It's going to be a night to night kind of thing for me when it comes to Dejounte. Once it, once we know his minutes limit is, uh, you know, over and he's playing thirty plus, uh, he's going to be like a lock and load for me on a lot of slates. But I think yeah. if you're dumpster diving, coach, you're going to want to take advantage of this Zach Collins injury and look at Mario Hazonia or your Scott Labissiere, who are both next to min salary. Uh, one of those guys, and you know, in this kind of matchup, you'd have to imagine, um, you know, see a little bit of an extended run. And uh, you know, Hazonia, we've seen he's got quite a quite a ceiling on him. Um, yeah. Even in garbage time, it seems like his minutes might be secured, and both those guys would still play even if the game were to get out of hand. So I can imagine them having like a, a floor of about twenty minutes. Um, you know, in Hazonia, if they do decide to go with that small ball, uh, you know, a little bit more, and when they play uh, like Aldridge at the five, uh, yeah. I think he can easily see about twenty six minutes. So he'll definitely be an option for me um, if I want to get down there. I think it was only sixty uh, sixty two or sixty four hundred on fancy draft. Yeah, no, that's a great point, man. And, you know, those sometimes that's where you do find your value when you have a guy injured or, or a team uh, on a back-to-back where somebody's going to get some extra minutes. You know, that was my Duncan Robinson thinking today with the heat on a back-to-back. So I'm glad you brought that up. I am going to examine that a little bit and, you know, wait to hear some of the news tomorrow. But cool. Anything else on that game for you? Nah, I mean, if I were to play a spur, it would probably be Aldridge just for a little narrative playing his former team, but it's not like they're playing in Portland. It's going to be a game in San Antonio. I, I generally try to target Aldridge a little bit when he goes back to play in Portland. He kind of gets up for those games. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm getting buzzed on my phone. I don't know if that's a good thing about basketball or a bad thing. Let's see. I don't know. Okay, um, I'm not going to look. Let's see where we go next. We have three games left. We have a 10 p.m. Eastern game, the Utah Jazz at the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, and I mean, uh, this Jazz team, it's kind of a little bit of different. We're seeing Mike Conley struggle. We're seeing Gobert kind of struggle a little bit right now. But if there's a get-right matchup, it's going to be one against the Suns that kind of play at that high-tempo offense that bleeds points. Um, DeAndre Ayton's going to be missing, so we know there's going to be some value on the other side. But... Let me try to stay on brand. I'll stick with the Jazz. I think I think I might actually try playing a little bit of Mike Conley this game. Uh, and just kind wow. of cross my You're fingers. Shooting like two percent, bro. Exactly. I'm hoping for that. You know that get right bounce back game. Um, if Rubio does sit, he'll get a matchup against Javon Carter. So I think that's one that he could take advantage of. And I think he could take advantage of this whole game on the defensive end. I think he's going to cause some fits. He's going to spend some time on Booker. I'm sure. Um, so mm-hmm. that's kind of, I think that's where we were talking about a few of the other guards earlier in the games who are right around that price range of that 3,100 on fantasy draft, where I think that we can, we can get Conley in a very, very low owned situation. If he's the same price as shy, yes, shy has performed much better than him. Um, possibly has a better, a, you know, a better overall game pace and game setup than Conley does. But, um, I think that's kind of the definition of a, a tournament GPP. If you wanted to pivot off of shy, I think that I Conley's probably the second best option I would go for in that price range. 
Interesting, man. That that's why you're such a manscaped.com fan because <laughs> you have the big stones to take a guy that's shooting single digits percentage from the field. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. I I I can't do it, but I am going to. Uh, if you do have the stones to do it, I'm be rooting for you for sure. Um, you know, Conley's a, a vet, and I, and we all know he'll come out of this. But uh, you know, I guess. If you're on him when he does, you got to feel doubly uh, satisfied. But, uh, yeah, I mean, on the Utah side, it's hard. You know, I, I, I like Donovan Mitchell, but his price is too high. Uh, you know, they, they, Utah still plays a slower pace for sure. They do, you know, Bogdanovich, who I like, is back now. He had missed a little while with an ankle, and so he'll get some usage. You know, with Gobert and and all just all the moving pieces, I just they're probably my least favorite team to take anybody on DFS ever is the Jazz. So I'm I re, I'm just not going to go there. I know it's against Phoenix, who's not the best defensive team, and they do play an up tempo, but I still just can't pull the trigger. And on you know when you have 22 teams to pick from. I just can't see myself rostering a Utah Jazz guy. Uh, on the Phoenix side, uh, the guy I've been just so pumped about, his price is still good enough that you can take him. And I, 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 I bet you you know who I'm going to say. Who am I going to say? Yeah, it's got to be Frank the Tank. Um, I'm assuming just no, it's now. Not Frank. I do like that take because he's super cheap. But I like a guy that's not quite that as cheap, but he's Oubre. still cheap enough. Ubre. Yeah, yeah, he just – He's playing with so much confidence. He's so uh, athletic. And, you know, with them, with Aiton out and maybe Rubio out again, you know, other than Booker, he's like the next guy, go-to guy by a mile. So, you know, uh, Ubre is going to be in some of my lineups for sure. Uh, and really that's the only guy out of this game that I like, man. I do like Uber a good amount. I think he's way too cheap for what he, what he's been doing. He's only eleven nine, so that leaves plenty of meat on the bone. Gives him a nice yeah. safe floor for cash games and gives him the ceiling for GPPs. Um, I thought you were going to say Frank Kaminsky because Frank's just been crushing it. He yeah. did. He has seen a, a nice little elevate uh, in price tag though. He's like ten five now in fantasy draft, so he really, he's really oh. only fourteen hundred cheaper than Uber, which isn't that much. Um, that just actually, happened in this last day. Exactly, he was, he was dirt cheap. Yeah, so I'm, I I do like him. I'm going to shy away from him slightly, though. I'm not going to get as much exposure as I've had in the past few days for the sole reason I think a lot of people are going to kind of go back to that well, uh, just looking at the game logs and, you know, not really pay attention to how much his price has increased. And, you know, it is a tough matchup for Biggs. Uh, Rudy Gobert, is, yes, he's maybe not been that great this season on offense. He never really is known for it, but he's the two-time defensive uh, player of the year now. So uh, not a guy I generally want to target. And I think Dario Saric at 9,400 is still a little too underpriced with this kind of whole situation. DeAndre Ayton missing. He saw a little extended run, uh, grabbed a nice double-double. And I'm actually shocked that he's so much cheaper than Kaminsky, considering he's the starter in the situation, played more minutes last game. Um, Kaminsky's 1,100 more. So for me, it's those three guys. I, I'm never going to say don't play Booker, but it's not a situation where I'm going to be overly um, high on him. Perfecto, man. Two left. Another 10 o'clock start. Uh, definitely an intriguing game here for sure. This will be a fun one to watch. And I think there's some good DFS takeaway in this game too. It's the Denver Nuggets at the Sacramento Kings. 
Yeah, so I'll I'll start over here with the Nuggets. Um, you know, this is a team that is very deep, so it's kind of hard to get too overly excited about any one particular player, especially with your boy Jokic over there looking like would you say <laughs> three hundred and fifty something pounds or something like that. I, I've I've got him at three forty seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> came out and dropped a fat triple double against Phoenix the last game and that kind of you know brought everyone back down to earth and it's like all right it doesn't matter if he's fat he's still very good at basketball and he can still do no look passes uh with his Have eyes you ever closed. seen the meme where the the, the 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 fat guy with no shirt on it goes right up against Ben Stiller's face playing one-on-one oh yeah that's and, uh it's from uh, the movie I think it's along came Polly yes that's <laughs> what it is that that's how I felt watching you and it was his stomach in my face because I bad-mouthed him, I faded him, and he slammed a triple-double right in my chops. So I, I had the Ben Stiller sweat face going, dude. <laughs> well, I, and I, I don't blame you for kind of, you know, fading him. He was looking like he needed to kind of get a little bit more comfortable and figure everything out and kind of get the rust off from, uh, since the FIBA games. Kind of took a, a little bit of a break in between FIBA and uh, the whole training camp. He, he didn't really play too much. So I, I do think he's in play in this kind of game. The Kings are going to be a little bit weak in their front court. Um, you know, missing Giles is going to be questionable, missing Bagley. So at least plenty of opportunity for the bigs. Uh, but other than that, I'm really just looking at like Jamal Murray. And it's not a play that I'm overly excited about. I just think he's a fair price. And if you kind of land there, uh, fantastic. It allows you to kind of get some exposure. We know the Kings are pretty bad at covering shooters and their wings and opposing shooting guards. And yes, I know uh, Murray plays point guard, but he also plays kind of like a shooting guard as well. So that's kind of where my, uh, you know, where I'm really looking on the Denver side. And as far as the Kings, I'm not really overly excited about anything. You know, De'Aaron Fox actually uh, took a little spill and, you know, was playing a little bit hobbled, I think, last game. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm not really going near him. I think Buddy Hield's a more than fair price tag, but he's kind of not looking like the exact same guy that we were all in love with last season. Uh, last game really struggled in only 20 minutes of play, uh, all scoring only three points. So we kind of, we, there is a low floor uh, that is there, but at this price tag, I feel confident to say that he's, he's a pretty solid cash game option. Beautiful. All right, I've got a value play here, and I love this guy. I am on him right now. He is zoned in, and he's going to get 25 to 30 minutes, absolute minimum. And it's a it's a, one of my dumpster dive value picks, but he's playing for a contract. He's on Sacramento. He just turned down $51 because he wants to play it out this year, and it's Bogdan Bogdanovich. He is playing really good ball, and he ate into Heald's time last uh, week, uh, or last game, I'm sorry, and he's get getting in that rotation and playing a lot of guard. I think Fox is going to be limited slightly. Uh, he's got that, took that shot in the ribs, and he almost didn't even play the last game, but he did get minutes. But I just love the way Bogdanovich looks. He's super motivated, super confident. His minutes keep increasing. And I think he gets in that rotation equally with Fox and Heald and, and is a super bargain price. So that's my, my big takeaway on, on the Sacramento side of the ball. Uh, on the Denver side, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I think Murray has a little bit of a sore ankle or something where he's playing and he's okay, but he's not 100%. Uh, obviously, you know how I feel about Jokic. Uh, Millsap's looking older by the game. 
And, you know, I just, you know, Barton, I, I tried to play one time as a value play, and you just never know what you're going to get with him. You could get five or 30. You know, it's just, you just don't know. Uh, so I don't know. Denver's a hard team for me, man. I, I know that, you know, it's Sacramento, it's, it's up pace. You know, it should be a game where there's some guys to target. But every time I look at, at Denver, I, I mean, I just, I can't force my button to click on a Gary Harris or Paul Millsap or Jamal Murray or Jeremy Grant or any of these guys. Uh, so I'm pass on Denver. I, I don't know. I don't think I've rostered a guy from their team except Barton, which was a mistake that one day. So I'm, you know, I'm staying with the value play on Bogdanovich. Um, I'm not down on Heald. I still like Heald and think he can do well enough, but his price is too high. So I've, you know, again, it's, it's the damn salary uh, world that we're in. So uh, that's really the only guy I'm going to go to in this one, Mike. So I don't mind Bogdanovich. I was actually pretty high on him in the last game. I mentioned that uh, I do believe that when they do shift Barnes up to the four, that he'll see a little bit more extra run at the three um, now that Bagley's been out. So I do think he's an option. I, it just really comes down to I think he's a pivot, um, in my opinion. You know, If we do right. hear that like Drew Holiday's out, it's gonna be, I'm going to be hard-pressed to play him over a guy like Josh Hart at almost an identical price tag. Um, especially, you know, for cash games, I think Hart would probably be the better play, but Bogdanovich makes for a solid pivot knowing that he does have uh, a little bit of upside, but I also try to factor in that these Denver guards, uh, you know, Gary Harris is excellent defensively and when they take one excellent guard out, they put another one in there. So it's, it's almost like you're playing two first unit defense type of players when you're playing them. Uh, even if you're a second unit guy, I don't usually give the second unit guys too much of a bump, uh, going into Denver or playing Denver. So I I don't knock it, but. That's kind of yeah. where I'm standing with it. No, I love that point. I mean, Gary Harris is a fantastic defender. So, you know, the question is, you know, is he going to get all that defensive run against Heald or, you know, will they switch him over on Fox a little bit if Murray's not full speed? And, you know, does that mean Bogdanovich gets some second-tier uh, defenders? Uh, uh, Tory Craig, though. Line? Yeah. He's yeah. also a very good defender. That's kind of – that's kind of sure. why I try to, you know, I, I don't mind it. Um, you know, everybody gets their good shooting nights, but I, I, that Denver team, they do have very good wing defenders. Uh, they one, do. one after another, when one comes out, they send another one right in there. That's a good point, man. Now I'm going to have to second guess myself, but I'm, I'm going to be looking and watching. I do, I do like the trend that he's on and the way that Bogdanovich is playing. Excellent sure. trend. I'm, I'm right with you on the trend. I do think that there's going to be big games to come. And, hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he does show up and have a big game. I was on him last game, so I'm not saying jump off of him necessarily. Yeah. I just think that dictating by the slate, you know, I think that, you know, with Josh Hart there, um, I, I don't know if I'm going to have to go there. Again, Josh Hart's probably going to be close to like 50% owned if we hear Drew Holiday's out, if not maybe even a tick higher, especially in your cash games. So yeah. there, there, there is a merit to fading him and kind of going with the pivot if you're trying to separate yourself. That's why you're the shark, man. That's why. All right, dude, last game. 11 games, 11th game, 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. The Charlotte Hornets uh, get to play in the same building two nights in a row. They're playing the Lakers as we speak. Uh, tomorrow they play the Clippers. Yeah, I'm not playing anybody on Charlotte. 
Um, there's not a chance I play anybody, and it's not even just because of the matchup. It's not necessarily just because of you know the stellar defense that the Clippers play with. It's because this team's spending a night in Los Angeles. They're going to go out tonight because uh, they're going to be in Los Angeles. So I, you know, there's always the, the watch out for the guys spending the night over there in Miami. Watch out the guys spending over a night over there in LA. And I think this is a young team who might take advantage of that LA nightlife. Um, it may sound crazy, but it's just another reason for me to kind of steer clear of them on top of all the other messy situations that they're dealing with. Um, and yep. over there on the Clippers, I think mm -hmm. it's kind of just the regular pieces that we're normally looking at. I think Kawhi um, is kind of doing some sort of load management with them where they're not trying to overly play him. I think he was at like 31 minutes in the last game when the game was actually, uh, you know, fairly like co competitive where they could have actually used him at some times. Um, but instead, they, they opted to sit him on the bench. So I, I, you know, I'm not really trying to force him into any lineups, especially in this matchup where it can get out of hand early. Uh, but the one guy I do have some slight interest in if might be Patrick Beverly. And it's just, a, again, another little value saver. He's a tier mm -hmm. below the price tag, accordingly, to those other guys that we were just talking about, your Josh Hart and your Bogdanovich. He's only 9200 So that extra 700 or 600 or whatever it may be might be able to you know afford something else in there. And he's been pretty consistent as far as his minutes, you know, 31, 28, and 29 minutes so far this year. And he's been flashing about 25 points, 24 points a game. So I think he makes yeah. for a solid cash game play if you need to save a couple bucks. Very smart move there. Very smart. I like it. Um, you know, as far as I, as much as I like the late night hammer and the late night sweat, you know, I am not going to, uh, I'm not going to touch this game. I, I agree with you. I don't trust Charlotte on a back-to-back, -back, specifically having such a young team in LA. I mean, what are the chances, you know, Rogier, Graham, PJ Washington, Monk, these dudes are going to be at the club in L.A. tonight. Let's just face it. I, mean, <laughs> I wouldn't on. doubt it. That's I kind mean, of my I thing would be. I'm not saying anything negative about them. I'd be with them, man. I'd be out there. They'd have to, you know, I'd, I'd be making it rain a little bit. You know, it is what it is. So, you know, I, I just, it's hard to, to take them against the clampdown Clippers defense. Uh, you know, I and this game, the reason I really can't take anybody is I, I just feel it's going to be a blowout, I think. The Clippers will will uh, limit them in the first half, you know, crunch them down, be up quite a bit, and you know, uh, load management comes into play and minutes rotations, and so I just I don't want uh, you know to be disappointed with with that game when I'm really not going to trust the minutes. I certainly can't afford to pay up for Kawhi in this position, so. Uh, I know it's a, it's sort of a buzzkill to end an 11 game slate with a game that I'm just totally passing, but you know it is what it is. Sometimes the games you pass are just as important as the games you play. Absolutely, um, I think this is definitely a good one to pass on. Just that whole the whole scenarios that we talked about. The Hornets are just not a good team. Um, they don't have a lot of good upside kind of guys. I don't see Cody Zeller or Terry Rozier, PJ Washington, any of these guys breaking an 11 game slate. So. I think you can just, you know, tuck your money yeah, away and can, feel good about it. Can you believe our man Andrew was trying to roster Tyler Zeller in last on last night's show? Oh gosh, uh, well, it's a good thing I, you're on that show. I might have snapped. Oh, I had to give him a little heat. I said I I would play. I'd take um, take him on in any head to head, and he could roster Tyler Zeller, and we we'd go. Uh, we'll get right on there and make it happen because. Tyler Zeller's selling State Farm Insurance in Charlotte, North Carolina. So I'm not sure how many points he's going to be putting up on the board. But uh, <laughs> had to give Andrew just a small little 
little little kick in the pants. You know, he's 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 a rookie of the three of us. So, plus he was he was crushing you on the show last night. Oh my god, I had to defend you, Mike. He was killing you. See, I actually didn't listen to last night's show, and I See, you know, now, now, now you know, I I'm telling you the truth. Now, yeah, I think I gotta, <laughs> I think I gotta go back and listen to this one just, uh, you know, before I fire off on Andrew through text message, oh. uh, just to get a little bit of a clarification. Uh, you know, I appreciate you guys, by the way. Uh, you know, doing your thing on my day off, but uh, you know, now that I'm getting bashed, maybe I gotta pop in here once oh, in a while. Oh, he was so, merciless, so. man. It was a pottery of this. A pot- oh, I couldn't believe it. I yeah. just, I felt bad for you. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it wasn't the old guy hammering on the keyboard behind the behind the <laughs> mic over there. No, it's, I'm, sure, I'm sure he had nothing to do with it. Yeah. All that, all that uh, extra time you got now, I could just picture you with your notepad writing jokes, just riling them off, Coach. I can, I see you doing it. I can see it. I, I got to give you, I, I did get a strong chuckle over the silver alert thing. That was pretty damn funny. I'll, I'll give you one point there. And by the way, I am down 2-1 on this damn chicken suit challenge, and we haven't even talked about going at it with two guys. Damn it. I'm gonna, I got to get on this right away. I, I can't stand being behind in this contest. Hey, well, I'm you know, I'm listen, I'll I'll take a bet anytime. I'm okay with losing one here and there. Uh, you know, I went down 0-1, but I came back firing strong up to one now, coach. I, I told you, maybe I'll just retire. Who knows? I, I got this thing in the bag though, I think already. I I'm, I'm gonna shame you. Uh, let, next let me know. Time, next show we do together, I'll have a couple loaded up and ready. I'll get them loaded, I'll pick them on the spot and I'll take them I'll take them tenfold. Listen, I'm not worried about it, coach. I got the luck on my side right now when it comes to this chicken suit thing. Well, you have you get you have Amazon Prime, right? You get it free delivery, so you get the chicken suit free delivery. You can't beat that. You get your Manscaped free delivery. You get your Kona coffee free delivery. You're set. I don't. Why pay shipping? It's 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 a thing of the past nowadays. I, who doesn't order everything online? I mean, I can't tell you the last time I went to the store and actually bought my chicken suits. Uh, I'm strictly an Amazon <laughs> Prime guy when I'm when I'm ordering my chicken suits offline. I know. I your girlfriend had mentioned a little bit about that, but I don't want to go there. You know, that's personal. So. Yeah, we try, we try to keep we try to keep that tucked away into the in the bedroom with the chicken suits. But uh, something yeah. about chasing around a farmer pitchfork. I don't know what it was all about, but it sounded very interesting. Whatever it was, but okay. All right, brother. Uh, hey, reminder though for our listeners. Remember, we're doing this the night before. There's going to be a lot of news, a lot of stuff that comes out tomorrow during the day. You know, hopefully you're listening to this on your way to work on a Monday or at your lunch break. But tune in to our Twitter uh, accounts and at hoop-ball.com on the forums. We have a DFS forum thread where our guys, Miles and Andy, are updating constantly. You can catch me at Joe Sarvati. That's J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. He is at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And Andrew is at Language Olympic. And also at Hoopball Fantasy will also, the blurbs go up there as well. So don't forget to, you know, tune in, listen. It only takes one guy that can screw up your lineup or make your lineup. So you want to follow that all the way up until lock. Absolutely, Coach. And I just got it. How about this? Uh, Give me Conley versus uh, Shea tomorrow. How's that? Same price tag. Oh my God! This just—it's tied to two. two. <laughs> yeah, let's see. I, I, I Shea hope, versus I hope Shea not. versus the two percent uh, shooting Mike Conley. Done. 
Yep, I like it, man. I'll take it. And hey, if it's two two, well, I'll, I'll get the next one. But I want to keep this bet thing going. I'm, I'm feeling good about it. Oh man, thank you for the the gift, man. You're the best. <laughs> all right, dude. Any closing thoughts? Nah, man. That's all I got. Let's uh, let's go into this eleven game slate and just you know keep crushing it, man. We've been doing well this season. I like to you know again thumbs up, review, do what you guys got to do. Get us on Twitter. Jump in our forums. Um, definitely check out some of the other stuff that we have floating around here in Hoopball. Some of our featured articles. You'll see some of the, uh, you know, premium subscription stuff, some of the DFS 101 stuff back there. So, uh, you know, take advantage of it. Subscribe, like, comment, review. Love us. Absolutely, man. Beautiful. Well, you guys uh, out there and gals, enjoy your, your work week. And, and uh, as we get back into things on Monday, you – you can uh, have a smile on your face all day knowing you get a, you have an 11-game NBA slate waiting for you when you get home. So great stuff, man. Great show. Uh, look forward to uh, to seeing how the, the, the Conley versus Shea Gilgis Alexander. All right, dude. Uh, we want to thank you, everybody, for joining us for HoopBall NBA DFS today. For Mike Apatria, I'm Coach. We look forward to catching you again tomorrow when we're going to crush it on NBA DFS. Take care, guys. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.